You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of the Dave Sturchio Show right here. I'm your host and only host, Dave Sturchio. hope everybody's had a good weekend. I hope everybody's doing well out there in uh, internet world and non-internet world. And anybody who listens to the sound of my voice every so often and all the downloads and everything like that, very, very appreciative. Thank you so much. Coming to you live right now, recording the front end of this episode from Chop Studios, a.k.a. the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru Studio in Matawan, New Jersey, which, by the way, a little flexy here, a little flex in the morning. I got an email uh, from Matawan, um, in which the city that we do this podcast in, and they had said uh, that you we've been chosen to be the best of, as far as their best of awards, and we won best, uh, uh, call media company. So we're excited over here at Shop Studios, and whether that be like, you know, if somebody's like, well, I mean, come on, how many media companies are in Matawan, New Jersey, a small town? It doesn't matter to me. Right now, it's it's recognition, it's it's branding, it's name recognition. Like people start to find out about us and everything like that. That's that's a flex for me. That it feels good. Um, so it's it's nice to be recognized, and uh, you know, so we're forever grateful for that. So, big episode coming up today is my first guest is actually coming in the building. Well, not in the building. We did a pre-recorded interview. Um, Listen, everybody knows if you listen to the first five, six episodes of this thing, I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. I've been that way my entire life. It's a flaw of mine. It's a blessing and a curse, more a curse uh, throughout my entire like adult life. Uh, as a kid, I was a spoiled little brat <laughs> winning Super Bowls left and right, telling everybody how much their team stunk. And, uh, you know, my boys, Troy Aikman and uh, uh, the Troy and Emmett and Mike Irvin and all these guys, they, those, you know, they, that was my childhood. But then, you know, it's been tough sledding ever since the triplets left. I've had some, you know, shining moments here and there. Got excited about uh, when Quincy Carter won nine games. I was excited about that. I got excited when Tony Romo made his debut, even though it was against the Giants. Threw a pick on, like, I, I may have been his first or second pass. A batted ball. Terrible. I think it was Antonio Pierce. That's how much my memory goes back as far as, like, specific things that burn in my heart. Um, but then, obviously, you got the, the drop snap. And then you got, you know, the 2014 season where it looked like the Cowboys were just going to be the world beaters of the NFC, uh, well, actually, the 2007 season, it looked like they were just kicking the crap out of everybody. And then, uh, you know, the whole, you know, Romo should have never went on vacation with Jason Witten. That's why they lost. Like, you're a putz if you actually think that. Um, that distracted anybody from playing at the skill level at the top of their game that they were playing. But the Giants went in there hot, and they they picked them off. Um, in the second round of the playoffs in, in 2007, the Giants went in, went on to win the Super Bowl that year, so that sucks. Um, and I actually was the intern for that season, so that's even worse. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, 2014, um, you know, well, the snap, the drop snap happens, 2007 happens, all these bad things are happening. And in 2014, the catch, no catch, garbage uh, with Des Bryant. Uh, you know, in today's NFL, is it a catch? I think so. You know, I, I think they change the rules every year to either favor somebody or favor, you know, the corners or favor the receivers. The NFL is a weird game now, man. It really is. It, uh, it, uh, it's not as um, – I, I don't want to be like Mr. Old Man Yelling at Clouds kind of thing because I'm not that guy. I, I love the game. I think it's evolved – uh, perfectly. I think the the game is great. I, I love football more than any other sport, and it's not close. Uh, I do love my baseball. I love hockey. I, I'm, I'm a big basketball guy. Uh, but football has always been 
uh, number one. Um, the Cowboys have always been number one as far as my teams are concerned. I love all my teams. Don't get me wrong. I'm a passionate dude, and everybody knows it, who, who, you know, who knows me. Uh, but the Cowboys have always been a number one for me. And in 2014, with the catch, no catch. And then, like, you know, you got Dak and Zeke's rookie year in 2016. That was a fun run. 2018, when they started rolling at the end of the year, that was a fun run. Like, th- we've had these runs where, um, you know, Cowboys, uh, Cowboys fans catch a bad reputation because a lot of them are those, like, it's our year type people every single year. And I'm not one of those guys. I've never been one of those guys. Are there years I'm more optimistic than others? Sure. You know, are there years that I think that we might stink? Yeah. I mean, I'm the one that will point out if we're, you know, not deep at this position or not deep at this position as far as depth is concerned. Um, But this year, it's weird, man. Listen, I've had a a lot of outlets to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, and I've had a lot of – I've got to meet a lot of cool people through my time in the media, Um, specifically the Cowboys media when I did my stuff at the Cowboys Wire and I started writing for Katie Drummond uh, in USA Today. That was fun. Then I got, you know, I started the Jersey Boys podcast with myself, Brett Ernst, and Keith Ernst. Uh, That got really good buzz when, you know, the Cowboys Wire decided to play the episodes within the website. So, like, you were able to pick up a podcast right then and there. And then we got picked up by Blogging the Boys and RJ Ochoa. Uh, So I got some exposure there. Then I was doing roundtables, and I I met a lot of cool people. My paisan, Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis, those guys are kicking ass over at the First and Ten podcast in which all three of us created it. Uh, We had a little bit of a falling out after the 49er, not falling out between us, not at all, uh, 49er game last year. Uh, in which I decided to just kind of, you know, branch off, do my own thing. I was very busy with the studio. I was, you know, it wasn't sour grapes uh, ultimately, you know, at the time. Yeah, I mean, everybody's upset when the Cowboys, well, at least Cowboy fans are, upset when the the team and the season gets bounced um, because you just feel like you have the right pieces in place to to get it done. Uh, but this year, I again, I'm on my own now. I fly on my own as far as the Cowboys media is concerned and, and try to, I'm not, I still have the Jersey Boys podcast. That's coming back this week. Um, excited about that. Talk to, you know, kind of catch up with the, with the fellas. Uh, but as far as this team is concerned, uh, I have a lot of optimism. I really do. And this was after a lot of moves were made that I didn't agree with. And as we sit here and record the front end of this episode, it's Monday, July 24th. And the Cowboys are reporting for camp this week. And there's no like Ezekiel Elliott and there's no Kellen Moore. And there's no, there's, there's just different pieces that are gone, uh, from the team. So I got a chance to sit down with today's guest, Sean McEwen, tight end uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. And he's in a very, in what I'm saying, is a very deep tight end room. I think there's very, it's a good mix. It's a good, there's a, a flavor of each element that you need when you're playing the tight end position, whether it be your catch radius, whether it be your route running, whether it be your blocking. I think that everybody in that tight end room is very talented in their own right. And I think that for that, and I've always said this, and it's normally just a younger quarterback thing, but I, I still feel like Dak's on the younger side. Yeah, I think he's going to turn just turn 30, so he's definitely still younger. Uh, but he is in the, the back end of his career, believe it or not, which is crazy because the life expectancy of an NFL player is, is not very long. And Dak you know, came in 2016, so now in 2023 he's entering year eight, and it's just, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, or seven, one of those two. Uh, but in any event, he has to. He knows that the window is shutting. The rest of the teams around the the Dallas Cowboys are are getting better. The Washington uh, Commanders decided to finally make a change with Daniel Snyder, so they're going to get better internally. You just feel that way. 
Um, the New York Giants are on the come up. The Eagles just were in the Super Bowl. So, like, the window is, is not very, uh, very wide open for the Cowboys because right now, if you look around the NFC, it is. It is very wide open for the Cowboys to steal this thing this year um, because of the teams around them. Think about it. Like, the 49ers are, yeah, they, they were the big brother, but could have won that game last year. And the Eagles, you saw how susceptible they were to certain avenues last year. We beat them. You know what I mean? So it's not like... It's not like it's impossible to think that the Cowboys can actually make some real waves this year and get back to the NFC title game at the very least, which they haven't done since 1996. It's been a very, very long time. But my sit down with Sean McEwen was very uplifting. He talks about last year's loss, even two years ago's loss. He talks about, you know, how quick you could turn the page. Uh, he talks about the tight end room. He talks about, you know, how how Dak and Zeke have been those vocal leaders, but now it's it's a time like a little bit of a change of the times. Talks about Mike McCarthy's new offensive play calling style with the Texas Coast, uh, which he liked. Uh, but you're gonna find out all about this with my interview with Sean McEwen coming up right now. Enjoy. Please subscribe, share this out, let everybody know that I'm talking to the tight end of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, welcome back to the Dave Sturchio Show right here on the Premier Podcast Network. And, of course, if you're streaming this, we appreciate you. You pay for the service, so we uh, we thank you right off the rip. But big guest, first guest of the Dave Sturchio Show. Again, like he, he probably knows me from the blogging the boys stuff. Uh, we've done some stuff on First and Ten. But I had to have somebody back that I'm at least familiar with, have some kind of jive with. I'm not going to interview somebody brand new right before training camp. We're about to gear up for the 2023 season. I'm bringing on member of the, what I say, sometimes flamed, but the deepest tight end room in the NFL, Sean McEwen. Sean, what's going on, buddy? Man, thanks for having me on. Uh, always a pleasure coming coming back and talking to you. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, listen, and I'm glad I'm catching you now because I know the bags are probably packed. You're ready to go to Oxnard. It's coming up. Um, I'm, I'm, obviously, as Cowboys fans, we're all jazzed up about this team in particular. We'll get into the particulars in just a couple minutes. But I got to know one thing just based off of last season. Now, the 49er game, it, 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 for the fans, it sticks with us forever, right? But you as a player, how quick are you able to kind of omit that one? I know like when teams in the NFL get blown out, sometimes they're just like, you know what, the hell with this. Let's not even watch the film. It's that bad. But this one was a competitive game through and through. How long does the 49er game and the 49er loss stick with the team and specifically you before you're able to just kind of like – Hit the reset button. Here we go. Let's 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 ride for twenty twenty three. You know, I don't I don't know if there is a reset with that one. That one that one hurt. I still remember the one from from two years ago and we lost at home. Yeah, and uh, you know those those ones hurt, man. They've they've had our number. Um, I think the only way to kind of reset that would be to kick their ass in week five. So there you go. That would help. I like uh, that. I like that a lot. Yeah. No, but even even just training in the off season, I think guys that that fuels us for sure. You know, Dak talks about it. Uh, you know, they got us the last two years in the playoffs, and you know we had legitimate chances to win both those games. So you know it, we we still feel that for sure. You know that that fuels me definitely trying to trying to get by them and and get the ultimate goal is getting to that Super Bowl. So, so so you're using it basically as, as a chip, not so much. Not so much as a learning experience, but just like a little bit more of a, of, of putting you guys with a little bit more of an edge this year. Yeah, I think, you know, definitely a chip on the shoulder. And, um, you know, we could always use the extra motivation because, you know, we work, we do long workouts in the offseason. And, 
you know, definitely grinding hard and, and that helps. And I'm sure it'll help in, in training camp, you know, the, with those long padded practices and all that. Um, but yeah, honestly, you know, we've, we've watched a lot of film on it just in OTAs, just, uh, okay. you know, so I think the coaching staff has done a good job kind of looking at that and, and seeing how we can get better, uh, from those games. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can use that, you know, this upcoming season. Yeah, man. All right. Well, good. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I just do they put it in the back of their minds or do they just like they sit on it? But to use it as fuel, I'm all for it. I love it, especially like a fired up, you know, obviously Dak Prescott's one of the more vocal guys in the locker room. And you can tell from either a hard knocks or B talking to you or talking to any member of the Cowboys. They'll tell you that four is always on his game. But the team looks a little different, obviously, this year. As every season, there's turnover in rosters, salary cap stuff, all sorts of nonsense with free agency drafts the first thing i want to talk about is dalton schultz he departs now obviously when this happens um you know us as fans and guys that cover the team we're just like man you know that production was really good what can you say you took away from playing with dalton now that he's landed in houston and he's gonna you know start his career or revamp his career there what can you say one thing you can take away from dalton schultz's game that you can kind of attribute to yourself yeah i think you know dalton uh was a real professional and uh you know he went about the game the right way he studied like crazy he uh you know watched a shit ton of film mm -hmm. and was a real technician uh great guy great leader so you know obviously i came in my rookie year and uh he kind of took over uh you know it was him and jarwin in the room and you know he kind of took over when jarwin got hurt so i definitely learned a lot from him just seeing how he uh went about his day, how he trained, how he studied, um, you know, how he, how he breaks down defenses, I thought was the most impressive thing. He knew every coverage inside out. He knew how to get open on those stick routes, uh, you know, or, you know, whatever route he's running, he, uh, he knew how to find the, the open zone. So I think that, you know, definitely helped me a lot coming in and, uh, just seeing how his process for that, how, how he studied throughout the week. So, you know, I definitely took a lot away from him and, you know, wish him all the best going to Houston. For sure, for sure. So, obviously, it's not just players that depart. We also, as Cowboys fans, realized that Kellen Moore was out the door. Now, you know, people can call it a scapegoat. People can call it just like just needing a change of scenery. Um, Kellen Moore put together some seriously good offenses. You were part of it. You saw it. The guy's a, a brainiac for the game. So there's no disrespect to Kellen Moore, and I think he's going to do phenomenal things in L.A. I really do. Um, but now that Big Mike has taken over with the with the play calling, and I know it's only been a, a yeah. mini camps and OTAs so far, and training camps about to get revved up. But what can you tell us without telling us too much? Because I don't want anybody knowing anything. All right. But like this Texas Coast offense or Tex Coast or however the Texas Toast, whatever they're calling it right now, how does it feel different from what Kellen was doing? Tex I like Texas Coast. It's, like it's nice, right? Like <laughs> it kind of makes sure. Uh you know, I, he tried to keep a lot of the terminology the same. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of carryover for sure from uh, you know, the the offense we had last year and just because I think that's what the guys are comfortable with. Obviously we're bringing back a lot of the same offense uh, with some, you know, some little changes here and there, but I think, you know, Dak was comfortable with it. So I think he wanted to make sure, you know, that the players were on board and uh, you know, he's bringing in some, 
some new wrinkles from uh, that he ran with in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So we watched a lot of Green Bay film and uh, Rel- relatively successful over there. I mean, he yeah, kind of yeah. hoisted the Lombardi, so like he knows what he's doing in some regard, right? <laughs> Won a Super Bowl, so right, definitely. just a little bit, yeah. And uh, you know, I think Brian Schottenheimer brings you know a, a new dynamic as well. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of energy. He he gets the guys fired up, and uh, you know, and I'm I'm really excited. And I think uh, you know. Coach Shoddy and McCarthy got a good uh, relationship and, and dynamic, and I think they you know work well together. So you know I'm excited to see how how it unfolds. Yeah, I mean for sure. Like I said, as, as guys that cover the team and, and break down film ourselves, we saw a lot of great things out of this offense for the last couple of years. I mean, leading the league in in, in points at times and yards at times, and we're like, all right, so what's where's the disconnect? You know, what, what's going to change? this whole thing. And maybe sometimes it's just a matter of personnel as far as the coaching staff is concerned. So it all remains to be seen. We're all obviously pulling uh, for Mike to, to call great plays and obviously uh Schottenheimer to, to do his thing as well. Now draft season comes around, right? We see the, the departure of Dalton Schultz, the Cowboys decide in the second round to draft Luke Schoonmaker. Um, now, again, not complaining because, again, I'm a, I'm a Michigan guy. Uh, I, ca- I can't say that I'm, like, this diehard Michigan guy, but when you're growing up, you know, there's only a certain amount of teams that if you're not really, like, a college football fan, there's only a certain amount of teams that are on the TV a lot, and Notre Dame was one of them, and I was like, great, Rudy was cool, that's cool, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just going to jump all over Notre Dame because of that. I always kind of gravitated to, to Wolverine football. I'm a Jim Harbaugh guy. What can you tell me? that Luke is bringing that could add to this. Cause again, I'm getting somewhat flamed on social media. When I say that the four of you guys together are going to be some dynamic. I mean, everybody and their mothers are going to talk about, you know, the running backs and the skill positions out on the outsides with the, you know, CD lambs of the world and all that stuff and the acquisition of cooks. And it's all great. And I'm very excited, but as a guy, bigger, my size, love to play the position myself, obviously not at your level, but you know, I love the tight end position. Jason Witten's one of my favorite guys of all time. Um, what can you tell me that Luke is going to bring right off the bat? Because we've seen flashes of Ferg, we've seen uh, flashes of Hendershot, and obviously we've seen what you can do as well. What what exactly is Luke going to bring to this room? Yeah, I think you know we got an all Big Ten room now, so yeah, we do. Me fired up, <laughs> and I'm yeah, and I, and I'm a guy from New Jersey, so like I got to deal with Rutgers dealing with the Big Ten, and it's just a brutal yeah. season every year. It's, it's not fun <laughs> at all. It was never a good decision to move yeah. into this conference, by the way. No, Big Big Ten should just be strictly Midwest. I I wholeheartedly (laughs) agree. (laughs) I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, No, but, you know, I played with Luke at Michigan for two years, and, you know, just seeing how he's progressed, obviously he's he's a great player now. And, um, you know, I think just Big Ten tight ends, we bring that grit, man. Like, we're just gritty dudes. We we do it all. We're not just receivers. We run, block, catch, you know, whatever. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to see – you know what he brings to the table um especially in in camp when we put the pads on i think he's gonna be able to to move some guys he's a strong guy he's a big boy he's a big boy yeah Yeah, so so no i'm excited to line up next to him again and uh you know hopefully we get some good double teams going on the edge oh yeah no you're gonna you're gonna feast on some of these guys and look they're not getting any smaller on the edge so like you need sometimes you need a little help and and that's great to have Um, all right, so we're, we're talking about some roster turnover, and obviously, the, for me, uh, the biggest departure uh, wasn't, you know, obviously Dalton Schultz is great. We lose Kellen Moore. That's terrible that, that we lost him. The Ezekiel Elliott effect. Now, I'm not even going to ask you about Zeke because, obviously, you, you've, you've shared a locker room with him. I'm sure he's a fantastic, wonderful human. 
Is there a different feel heading into Oxnard without a Zeke? And look, I'm going to be, I have went on record already. I said, I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back. I, there's got to be something in there where I'm just like, you know, enough of the, the, the talking heads with the, he's got nothing, the tread off the tires, blah, blah, blah. There's something about having this guy on the team that, again, Dak Prescott's best friend. You know, like the, there's a camaraderie. I think that the, this is an absolute team sport. Everybody knows that. But to build the relationships that Zeke had since, since Jump Street, it does not go unnoticed. Is there a different feel heading into camp this year without Ezekiel Elliott out there? And if so, it, it, I'm not going to say is it better or worse. I'm saying what's the feel going into training camp? Yeah, it's definitely different when you lose a guy that, you know, has that big of a personality and effect on the locker room. I mean, you know, he, he truly was a great teammate and leader in the locker room. And, uh, you know, he was close with everybody. You know, he'd hang out with everybody. Um great guy and it's hard you can't really replace that with one person you know you can't just fill his shoes I think you know it, it comes down to multiple people leaders uh stepping up to kind of you know get that camaraderie going and you know Ford does a great job mm. already by himself and Zach Martin too of course on the on the O-line Mr. 99 yeah <laughs> Mr. 99 absolutely oh. Well overdue, but go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. So, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the tight ends stepping up a little bit, I think, you know, Ferguson's got a pretty big personality, Hendershot, you know, I, I'm a little quieter myself, but. Uh, it's good balance. You know, or, it's good the, balance. Or the wide receivers, you know, I think CD is, has stepped up a lot in, in his leadership. And, you know, he's a little on the quieter side too. He's more by example, but, uh, you know, adding Brandon Cooks as well, you know, he's, he's a great leader as well. So. You know, I think we definitely got the pieces that could step in there and, you know, definitely missing Zeke for sure. I hope he comes back. Um, but, you know, you know, we'll see. It's not up to us, but, you know, I hope he gets back in there with us for sure. Of course. I mean, we all know it's a business at the end of the day and, and we're all teammates here. And I mean, uh, not me, but <laughs> I kill to be a teammate. But what I'm saying is <laughs> like, we all, I, I know how it all works uh, as far as the, the the logistics of things. And so, again. I might be the one, you know, some of the minority shouting from the, the mountaintops, get this guy back in there. Uh, but, of course, you know, it all it's all a business at the end of the day. So, look, the biggest question surrounding the Cowboys right now is the drought, right? I'm 37 years old. I haven't seen anything good since 2000. Uh, since 2000, look at me, since I was 10. I was thinking of the round numbers since I was 10. So, it's been a long, long time. And I'm not going to ask you, can you guarantee a Super Bowl? Because if so, that'd be great. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do that. But with the 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 last couple years ending the way they did, a couple years ago at home with the final play, last year in San Francisco, where everybody, you know, and, and no disrespect to San Francisco, their defense is incredible. Their offense under Purdy was, it was just something that we just like, well, how the hell did this happen? You know what I mean? So we understand that the ways that the seasons ended uh, the last couple years were painful, right? But me as a Cowboys fan, and I know you hear this, I know you hear the, the Cowboys fan, um, I guess the MO would be that the Cowboys fan, no matter what, goes into every year saying, this is our year, right? That's the joke that's been going around for years, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those guys. I will tell people how it is. I will say, like, I think they're lacking here. I think they might need some help over here. I think, you know, we might go 10 and 7. We might go 9 and 8. We might go 13 and 4 or whatever it is. Um, but I got this weird feeling this year. I, I haven't felt this good about a team in a long time. Maybe it's because, like, they switched it up in the draft where we haven't drafted a D tackle since, like, Russell Maryland in the first and, and Big Mozzie. 
Gee, somebody, somebody in production, tell me where he went to school. Oh, that's right. You know what I mean? Like, for the love of God, um, you got to, you got to. This feel of this team, the camaraderie, the guys that they brought in, the Stefan Gilmore's of the world. You know, the, the the Brandon Cooks who have seen like he's flashed so much uh, individual success, but hasn't really latched on with that all around good team. Mm-hmm. I, and I know, I know Dex, that kind of guy where you know every year he's going out there, and yourself included, are going out there to win this whole whole thing. Yeah. Is there is there some kind of mojo, kind of, and not the Mike McCarthy mojo moment that went famous, but like, is there some kind of thing going around right now where you just feel like, you know what, this this could be something special just based off the guys you have in the locker room? Oh yeah, and I think uh, you know it's a really good mix this year of we brought in some more vets like you were talking about with Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And, and those guys in a, in a good mix of, of guys on their rookie deals still, uh, younger players that are playing a lot. So, you know, I, there's some mojo, mojo moment. I'm, let, I listen, so. I, I, I'm telling you, man, it, it's just something I, I just when you look at the Dallas Cowboys team this year and you're like, OK, cool. Point out the flaws. Yeah. And I have a hard time. Like, and usually I usually I'm, I'm very quick. I'm like, well, they need this or they need depth here or they need depth. I'm looking up and down this roster and I'm like, God damn, bro. Like this, this team looks like it's got something nice. And now that, you know, I was going to say last year, we got to slay the beast in Tom Brady, which was like incredible. To, I took that one. I, I wanted to hang a banner in my own house. <laughs> I just beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like I would just take that and just take that to the grave. Right. But I just, again, just this weird feeling and I'm glad that the, that the feeling's mutual. All right. So camps next week. I'm not going to take much more of your time. Obviously, it's been uh, a long off season for Dallas Cowboys fans. Camp gears up in a week. You got like I got. When do you report? When do you got to get there? Yeah, we're flying on Monday. Okay, so right now as we record, is it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What are you doing? You want to hang out now? <laughs> like, do, what, what kind of <laughs> what kind of what kind of plans do you got going? I mean, because you know, by Monday yeah. it is just all focus, all gears, all gas, no brakes. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know yesterday. You got to venture out and see the really good Texas Rangers baseball team. But, like, do you have anything else planned before you head on out to Oxnard? No, I think kind of wind down this weekend. You know, I've been training all this last week. But, uh, you know, I want to make sure the legs are fresh going in. So, you know, I might do a little running tomorrow morning. And then that will probably be the last time I work out. But just thinking about getting one final golf round in. I see the club. The clubs were in the background. I saw that you're, you're a golfer. Okay. My brother's a golfer. And yeah. I, that's the one sport that like I, I've dabbled. Obviously I've played football, baseball. I've tried playing basketball as a young kid. Just didn't work out for me as far as basketball is concerned. But then you, you golf is one of the ones that I'm just like, uh, you know, it, I have this. I mean, if you can't tell based off of an interview that I have this personality where I have a lot of, a lot of energy. And I feel like mm-hmm. if I sucked at golf, it would be catastrophic. Like I, there would be club tosses everywhere. There would just be broken thing. Like I, I don't know. How how's your game? Are you are you good or you just do it for like relaxation? Which I've, I can't. Which I can't getting, relax. By the way, I can't relax yeah. playing golf. No way. No, I can't either. It's like <laughs> I played baseball growing up. So I, like I started. I didn't start till like college, really, at Michigan. So I started there and I sucked and it just <laughs> like pissed me off because I was like I'm too good of an athlete to like suck at golf because I'm like I'm not I'm great at everything else but you know I can do everything else. right right whatever like I can't shoot over a hundred in golf like <laughs> I just make me mad. <laughs> so when I got to Dallas um you know I ended up getting some lessons from a club pro and, and that definitely helped me out so you know I'm I'm shooting low 90s okay you know, trying to, high 80s we're, we're getting down but uh 
no it's fun it's it's relaxing it's it's tough in the texas summers sometimes mm. when it's 105 every day so right, right, right. that's the only hard part and that's why we go to oxnard yeah <laughs> if you exactly. play, if it was back in the day with jimmy johnson making guys wheeze out there like no matter what like oh, you just get up God. you got asthma don't care get up oh, Dude, man. it's it's brutal it's i think it's like 107 yesterday god I mean, it's like gonna be over 100 the next like week straight so I like i can't wait to go to oxford i was gonna say it's gonna be a nice little relief in the, in the wind and the nice weather down there in, in uh california but anyway look man i want to thank you again I, I know we had to reschedule a couple times i really appreciate you jumping on with me previewing some camp stuff i know a lot of the cowboys fans that listen to this are going to be jazzed up just like me there's going to be plenty of tweets that come follow this and say you know we're going to win the whole goddamn thing this year because sean McEwen told us so <laughs> so that'll do it thank We're you for it, man. absolutely We're man for it. let's get it done yeah. this year bro i'm tired of waiting i'm not getting any younger i want to do this in front of my kids i want to i want to be able to look i grew up a very spoiled kid i grew up in the 92 93 95 right but i was seven eight and ten right so like i wasn't yeah. as an adult i'm not a I wasn't able to appreciate anything yet so there's yeah. a little success here and there you get excited about certain things but then like at the end of the day you know, people, people count on one thing. So that's it. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Thank you so no. much, bro, for, uh, you know, jumping on the Dave Sturt show show. Enjoy Oxnard. Stay healthy. Give everybody a big high five from everybody back here in Jersey. We're pulling for you boys again. And uh, let's get it done this year. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yes, Always sir. a pleasure. Yes, yes sir. sir. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. That was very, very uplifting. It was very, very optimistic. Me and Sean have, have, exchanged messages on the side pretty much every week last year win or loss you know just always trying to you know I, I keep his spirit up as much as I can and you know he of course he's a, he's in the NFL so you know these guys are taking specific losses to heart there sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get over it sometimes when you beat the brakes off a team you almost consider that uh, a not even a, le a lesson learned because you did just that you beat the brakes off a team so look I think the Dallas Cowboys are uh, in a prime position right now to be pretty damn good this year. And I know their win-loss total is set at like nine in Vegas. I took the over last year. I'm taking the over this year. I don't bet on my team, so this is not actually going to be a place bet. Uh, I've learned that the hard way a long, long time ago to stop betting on my team because it just makes things worse when they lose. Um, but I will say that this team uh, is very equipped with a lot of talent around him, I believe in Dak Prescott. I've been on record and said he's an average quarterback at best sometimes. I have. I know. Listen, sometimes, you know, and skill pound for pound, maybe he does lack in specific areas, but you're talking about a guy that continues to try to get better. A lot of these guys are just complacent in their ways, and they're just they're journeymen who go through the league, who make a lot of money, and then they go off into the sunset. You never hear about them again. 20 years from now, you're going to be talking about Dak Prescott. You know, you're not talking about Danny White. I mean, a lot of the Cowboys fans, yeah, of course, they know Danny White, and they know Huggaboom, and they know Steve Berline. They know all these guys that played in these tough times. And I can tell you every quarterback that started for the Cowboys in between Troy and Tony Romo, right? It's, it's, it's a lineage, right? But there's no legacy left behind. I think what Dak Prescott has done for this team, both on and off the field, and, and, and again, I'm a 37-year-old. I'll be 38 on the day they kick off against the Giants, and you bet your ass I'm going to be in that stadium causing all sorts of ruckus. Um, but w when I look at this team and I look what this kid has done, and but anybody who's younger than me, I call a kid. That's just the way it is. Get over it. Um, I look what Dak Prescott brings to the team, and I look what guys like Sean McEwen bring to the team, and I look at the leadership that they're going to rely on this year, and I truly, truly believe – 
that this year could be very, very different than any other year, barring any catastrophic injuries, obviously. And, you, you know, I, that's the one thing I told Sean a couple times. You know, stay healthy. Everybody stay healthy. You're seeing teams already drop players, and camp hasn't even started yet. Naheem Hines is going to miss the 2023 season. Uh, there's a linebacker on the Giants, a prominent linebacker on the Giants, who's going to miss the 2023 season. So you got to be careful. You got to be healthy. Get your body right. I'm very optimistic about this Dallas Cowboys team. I know if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you enjoyed this podcast. I know if you're not a Dallas Cowboys fan, hopefully you enjoyed the insight that an NFL player who gets to lace them up each and every Sunday, Saturday, Thursday, Monday, whatever, basically playing football every day of the week at this point, which not complaining. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next week, we'll dive more into hopefully another guest. Uh, I'm going to be working on that as the week goes along. I know it's a, it's a busy week here at the studio. I'm very excited about everything that's going down here at Chop Studios with Chop Sports Media. So thank you guys for listening. If you would be so kind to rate the show, give it a five-star rating. Uh, try not to be like a jokester and give it a one-star if you're a friend of mine because that would crush the podcast. Uh, leave a review. Let everybody know that I'm decent at what I do. I've been chasing this damn thing for I can't even tell you how long. I used to say, like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Well, I'm not tired of it. Uh, I love this stuff. I love talking on the mic. I love talking sports, specifically Cowboys. I love talking all this stuff, man. So if you ever want to be a guest on the show and you want to shoot the shit, shoot me a message. Get on in here at Chop Studio. Show yourself around. Have yourself a beer and have yourself a good rest of the week. We'll see you guys next time.